Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Praise the Lord. It's great to be back with you folks in Psalm 105. We're starting over here in uh, Psalm 105, verse 16. But before we do that, first of all, we want to recognize that my friend's with me, Stephanie. Stephanie, what's going on with you? Well, good morning, Doug. What's going on with me? You know, I'm sitting here rejoicing in the Lord and um, excited that God's given us another opportunity to get together and discuss his word. And that's some pretty exciting stuff right there. So I want to catch you guys up. So I just spent a week at Stephanie's house. I always give you a report what's going on. I want you to know that her kids are some of the most stable, wonderful kids. Had a good time with all them. We had laughing contests. We had, we did push-ups. We did sit-ups. We played with the dog. Stephanie's dog has ADHD. I'm not going to lie with you. And something, I probably shouldn't tell these people this, but I need to, Stephanie, because there are people. I need to tell them about my conversations with Thor. You think I should? Uh, <laughs> Debbie were here. <laughs> what would Debbie do? That's right. What would Debbie do? She'd Debbie, you're Debbie. You the, the cutoff symbol. <laughs> She'd be giving. Okay. So Thor, Thor is a mighty good dog. He's about nine months old or something. I don't know. He's a good dog. He's about 90 pounds, a golden retriever. He, and so I'm out in the backyard talking to Thor and Thor had went through a very traumatic medical procedure uh, to neuter him. And anyway, so I'm holding him in my arms. I'm talking to him and trying to help him. Uh, I thought he needed some help to get through that medical procedure that he had just a few short weeks ago. But anyway, so I'm talking to Thor and I'm saying, listen, your uncle Doug cares about you. I love you. You're a good dog. Uh, I know that you're a eunuch now, but it's okay. Everything's going to be better. And I look up at Stephanie's neighbor is <laughs> standing on his deck, listening to everything I'm saying to Thor. Kind of freaked me out. I got to be upfront with you, and uh, so I had some pretty heavy conversations with Thor. And Thor, I think he's back being about—he's never going to be a hundred percent again after that procedure. But he's—he's he's being as good as he can be. And uh, so I got to hang out with Thor. Thor's got ADHD. It's something him and I talked about. He jumps on everybody. He's a jumper, man. He wants to lick you. He wants to kiss you. He doesn't want to hurt people. So Thor may need a friend, but. Uh, Stephanie has put her foot down and say there's no friends for Thor. In other words, no girlfriend or anything until she has a boyfriend. So you, right. you, you need to be praying about that because Thor needs help out there. And uh, so I'm telling you, man, he's in the backyard. He's dwelling back there. So anyway, but we got to get to that segment. Really important part of the segment right here. And, and, and I'll tell you a little more about Emmy tomorrow and Emmy's way to repel men when she gets older, but we'll do that oh, tomorrow. Goodness. <laughs> we'll, uh, uh, we'll talk about <laughs> Emmy and her way to repel men. But anyway, because she, she doesn't want to get married, but she's only four, but you might be a knucklehead if 
if you borrow Stephanie's father's ATV and smash it up. I just want to say that and break the little plastic bumper. Why do you make bumpers out of plastic for ATVs? Come on, Polaris or whatever your name is there, you know, put some steel in the bumpers. But uh, anyway, you might be a knucklehead if you do that. And food, that's right with God. Now, okay, so Stephanie's got me hooked on food since I've known her. What? And, uh, she has. She's got me hooked. Now, I was hooked on food previous to this, but there's some food that I, I have to have now uh, because of her. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, this week has been a week of food. I mean, all we did was eat. We ate a lot of food. We had people over. Had Stephanie's dad over. He was over with us a few times, which was awesome. I love hanging out with him and her mother, Wenda. And uh, we ate some different food. We ate some cakes. But now I want to go to the cakes. All right. So so Stephanie made this lemon pound cake. It's a, You know, it, it's not exactly like Starbucks lemon pound cake, but it was okay. I think somebody lied and said this is a copycat. It's not a copycat, but it was good. But she also provided us with this chocolate mousse cake and a cheesecake. I personally believe that that chocolate mousse cake from Costco, I believe, is where she got it from. Yeah. I yep. personally believe that's food that's right with God. It is. Oh, man, it you is. just want to keep eating it and eating it and eating it. And thank God the kids ate yep. it all. I only had a half a piece of it. Emmy but, loved it. Oh, Emmy was yeah. Chocolate. He was pretty. Well, and you gotta, I got to give it to Costco. Their desserts are over the top. They're, they're one. It's, they have it in the summertime, but it's like a vanilla mousse cake with strawberries and whipped cream and all that deliciousness on top. That stuff. I need one good, of those. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. And uh, I think... I just think the cheesecake was good too. Now, was that Costco cheesecake you had? Yeah, yeah. I I like my cheesecake better, but as you know, my schedule. Now, um, Stephanie's be- cheesecake recipe is a recipe to change people's lives. I I haven't decided whether we should make that public or not, but you definitely got the cream cheese muffins. I'll tell you what. If I hear from five people who say please share Stephanie's cheesecake recipe, do you think that'd be enough, Stephanie? Five people. You know what, Doug? I think it would it would be a blessing to people. So, well, if we hear from five of you, we'll share that. So, I got a note here. I want to read this note to you because I promised you I would about things we hear from the podcast. We don't do enough of this, but we're going to go ahead and read this right now. So, this is uh, came in the form of a text message. Uh, so, let me go down. Let me go down and find the right guy. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Uh, uh. I wanted to write this letter about your podcast. I enjoy you and Stephanie's podcast very much. Thanks for doing that. I think I'm on number 40 right now. So I talked to this guy, and he's starting at zero, number one, and he's moving his way to 40. He won't listen to the new ones until he's caught up on all 335. As of yesterday, today we're on 336. So he's reading these podcasts. Another another note that we got, I wanted to read this. This is so important. And uh, it says, Brother Douglas, and I don't like being called Douglas, but I'm not going to judge this lady. She said, my husband of 55 years passed away last March. Mm. You and Stephanie's podcast has been a great blessing as I walk through that bereavement. Though I have no idea what Stephanie's gone through, God gave us so many good years. She helps me with her words. You help me 
with your theology statements and your words. I just want to let you know that your podcast is making a difference in this old lady's life. Well, I want you to know, Miss Emily, you're making a difference in our life, being out there praying for us and listening to this podcast. And we offer our condolences. And uh, what a testimony of marriage and long-term. I, I know you must miss your husband and your kind words and, and talk. They're, they're good to us. So both these people that we heard from, Emily, Miss Emily, and the brother didn't give me an opportunity to use his name. He might in the future. But I wanted to read those to you and uh, just encourage you as we're encouraged. Uh, so, Stephanie, as we go through this 105, and I can't get my mind off that chocolate mousse cake now. Thank you very much for that. Uh, as we go back to Psalm 105, we came out of the beginning. We saw the things we're supposed to be doing every day and giving thanks, no, making his deeds known, singing on to him, bringing glory to his holy name, seeking the Lord, uh, seeking his face, remembering his marvelous works, and talking about the Abrahamic covenant and how all God's children, all those who are saved, that God has a covenant through us, through Abraham. And then we find ourselves, and it says, touch not mine anointed, and do my prophets no harm is how we wrapped up. God, God's anointed, those people who've accepted him, those people he's chosen. Look what it says, moreover, in verse number 16, Stephanie, moreover, he called for a famine upon the land. He broke the whole staff of bread. He sent a man before them, even Joseph, who was sold for a servant. We love Joseph around here whose feet they hurt with fetters. He was laid in iron. So they handcuffed him. They shackled him. His own brother, Stephanie, sold him yeah. into slavery. Until the time that his word came, the word of the Lord tried him. The king sat and loosed him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go free. He made him lord of his house and ruler of his subsist of substance to bind his princes at his pleasure and teach his senators wisdom. Israel also came unto Egypt, and Jacob sojourned in the land of Ham. And he increased his people greatly and made them stronger than their enemies. He turned their heart to hate his people, to deal subtly with his servants. He's talking about Joseph. He's talking about the things Joseph went through. And boy, don't we know them. And I mean, mm -hmm. Stephanie, as you heard him mention Joseph, someone we love, someone we sing about. As a matter of fact, we're going to sing a verse of that song. That's how mm -hmm. we're going to wrap this up today. We'll probably do the first verse in the chorus, maybe a couple verses. I don't know. We'll see how we're doing for time. But Stephanie and I did a song, uh, God Meant It For Good. But Stephanie, what are you thinking about as we went through 16 through 25? Wow. Well, obviously, Joseph does... Um touched me deeply. Um, his story has meant a lot to me for quite a few years. Um, it meant a lot to me through the years I was married. Um, I drew a lot of support and encouragement. Um, in fact, I named my third born son, Joseph, and um, because his life and his testimony and his example, um, honestly, were oxygen on days that um, life was not the greatest. And so as I look at this Psalm and we're given some details here that aren't given in Genesis, um, some, some small details like in verse 18, whose feet they laid in fetters. He I was know. laid. Um, you know, we're not given that, that specific detail in Genesis, but Joseph went through a lot. Joseph knew what it felt like to be in prison. Joseph knew what it felt like to have the people that should have loved him most betray him. 
and literally there was no natural affection in them for their own brother. And, um, I've seen that firsthand and so that stinks. It does. (laughs) Pictures was where I watched that happen. And yet Joseph came forth as gold. Yet Joseph kept his eyes fixed on the Lord. And I shall come forth as gold. And uh, made such a difference in history. He didn't just make a difference in that little time frame. He made a difference for all of history. They are still unearthing archaeological discoveries. Yeah. Is Joseph changed Egypt? How Joseph literally saved lives for, you know, the the impact he had on the world because he kept his eyes fixed on God in the midst of horrendous trials. And so this story, I mean, yeah, there's, there's not enough ways to say how much of an impact his story has had on my life. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it's such a, um, such a contrast to what happens when the normal world goes through trials. I mean, Joseph, yeah. you know, Joseph was spoiled. So, so we know a couple things. We know Jacob later named Israel. And when God changes your name, it's for the good. And God changes everybody's name who accepts Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. So, so Jacob, he, he comes along, these fair women, and uh, remembering it at this society at that time, Women were covered from head to toe. Maybe a little bit of their face was shown, but he fell in love with Rachel, the younger daughter of his uncle. And uh, we'll sing a little bit about that here in a little while. And uh, he worked for her for seven years. And uh, and then he the, the dad snuck the older sister in there. I think that's kind. Of, I think the I think the uncle the uncle was kind of a creep. What was his name? Laban, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was a creep. So, But then he has to work another seven years for Rachel again, but he lets him fulfill the seven days of marriage and honeymoon and with the older daughter, and then he lets the younger. Imagine having two girls you got to keep up with. That's tough right there, man. I I think it's just about perfect with one. You know, two, two is kind of tough. I tell the story here. I had two girlfriends when I was in school. Big deal. But anyway, I came home, and they were both at my house, and it ruined my life. Don't do it, man. You know? Only have one. God only wants one. That's the natural order of business. You can't do two. I was hit by two sisters and my mother before I even got to my easy chair. I waited outside for an hour. I did not want to go in the house. You're only supposed to have one girlfriend. That's what I found out as a high school kid. And I want you to know that that's still true today. But anyway, so he marries and... And uh, so he marries these two sisters. One's name's Leah. The other one's name's Rachel. And Rachel, I guess, was the one that he was more attracted to. In a way, you got to feel like she was uh, more physically uh, beautiful to him. You know, God has everybody, you know, be beautiful to each other and things like that. Everybody's beautiful to someone. And uh, Yeah, this might fit in there along the way. Now, what, what, do you, what's, what negatory did you just give me? I, I missed it. What numeric you, system. The numeric system affects all of that. To Jacob, and Rachel. I, yeah, and I provide I provide those numbers. You know, that's what I do. I provide the numeric system for people looking why they can't go out with anybody. I have to sometimes you have to give people bad news and say, dude, you're ugly. But anyway, going back to Joseph, <laughs> Rachel, and Leah. And if you join the army, it's like adds two points when you put on that uniform. But anyway, here's the cool thing. So or the bad thing. He can't pass by Leah in the hallway without getting her pregnant. But poor Rachel couldn't get pregnant. 
And, uh, but God, but God showed up and she had this boy named Joseph and all these other kids were born. There's kids everywhere. Joseph comes along. Joseph's a spoiled brat. He gets a coat of many colors. He's his dad's favorite. He's his mom. You know the deal. And imagine your mom, you know, you're married to somebody. She's your auntie. She's your mommy. I mean, it's just bad juju. But anyway, um, Joseph gets sold into slavery for 20 pieces of silver. If I remember right, gets sold to the and Ishmaelites. And this is a weird thing, Stephanie, because the Ishmaelites are Jacob's, uh, what would it be, his uncle, right, who started this whole uh, Muslim type of revolution that predates it. We called the Ishmaelites lights back in that day. So they're all related. And, uh, um, and so Joseph comes along. He's a dreamer. His, as we just said, his brother sold him for 20 pieces of silver. And he gets sold to the general of uh, the chief of staff of the Egyptian army. And turns out pretty well. So somewhere along that caravan where they picked him up and he was sold to them, they realized that he was the best guy of ever. And obviously they handcuffed and shackled him, like Stephanie said. We uncovered that today. Uh, he does a great job. And then he's so the guy's name's Potiphar, old General Potiphar, chief of staff, captain of the guard. And then old Potiphar's wife likes Joe, and it's not a good situation. And uh, she wants to do something immoral, and Joe's like, nope. I'm not married to you. My master has held nothing back to me in this house except you. I'm not doing it. And then he goes on in the next verse, I think it's verse 10, and says, and God trusts me. I'm not doing this. How can I sin this way against God? And then he gets down to 11 and on, I believe, there in, in Genesis, and, and, and he says, I'm not going to do this. Consider all the bad stuff that's going to happen because of this. I'm not going to do it. Then he gets thrown in jail, Stephanie. So, you know, you're looking at a kid who was probably taken away at 17 years old, and 13 years go by before he starts translating these dreams, and he ends up there, and make a long story short, Joseph shines. He, he's second in charge of these, the Egyptians. It shows up. His brothers show up just like he had dreamed. They get down on their knees. They're begging him. His father shows up. Brother, everything turns good, and we wrote a song about it. So what are, you, what are we trying to tell you out of Psalm 105 in this second part today? Just trust God. There was a famine in the land. Jo Joseph was sold into slavery. But out of all that, people got to live alive. So Stephanie's going to sing a verse or two of our song. We got about three minutes, Stephanie, so just sing away. This song tells the story of Joseph's life. Seven years dad worked so hard to marry mom from an evil uncle on a faraway farm. After trials and distrust, their marriage would go on. My mother begged God for a son. In his time, I was born. My brothers hated me and sold me on a whim. They called me dreamer. I had no value to them. I served my master and his wife, but was then falsely accused. Into prison I was thrown, my life full of abuse. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You tried to hurt me, but my God let me live. Through years of trials and suffering, I chose to follow him. 
Now many will be saved of life, for real life is found in Him. Excellent, excellent. Many will be saved alive because real life is found in Him. So Joseph's trials, remember we started this by saying nobody wants to go through trials. Nobody wants to deal with this stuff. Joseph, sold into slavery, came out, came out as just wonderful. Everything changed. His life was different, was better. Got put in charge of Potiphar's ranch, all everything that belonged to him. Potiphar's wife did him wrong, had another trial. Some of you are in your second or third trial, but Joseph was thrown into jail. He gets into jail and everything turned out right. He came forth looking good. And, uh, and then, then he's second in charge of the whole nation of Egypt. So, folks, let me tell you this. I don't know what trial you're going through today, but I know the God who fixes those trials, and so does Stephanie. Listen, trust him today. More than anything else, trust him. Trust him. He'll take care of you. Get on your knees today and say, God, I trust you. Let's do this thing, God. Let's get through these trials. Let's get through this life. Let's move on. We sure do love you. If we can do anything for you, make sure you call us. Hey, do me a favor. Listen to every word Eric's got for you right here. God bless you. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, You must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.